0: You just tuned into the hippest way to start and grow your indie author career. Learn the ins, the outs, and all the all arounds of self-publishing with the team from D 2 D and their industry influencing guests. You're listening to Self Publishing Insiders with Draft to Digital. Well, hello everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another Self Publishing Insiders from Draft to Digital. Uh, Now, this is going to be an interesting episode, and I compel you, the power of my will compels you to pay close attention to our guest today, Suzette Martinez-Standring. I think I got that right, Suzette, right? Okay. Uh, Suzette, welcome to the show.
1: Lovely to be here. Really excited.
0: Now, uh, we're joined also by Jim Asvito, who works with me for Public Relations at draft to digital Welcome, Jim. Hello, everybody. Hello, Kevin. Hello, Suzette. Now, today is a, uh, this is an interesting topic, Suzette, and this is one that I actually, uh, I was taught talk- when I was talking to Jim about all of this. Uh, this is something I followed closely, read a lot about, studied a lot about. So I'm very interested to hear your perspective on this, but we're talking about self. I'm going to read the actual title because it's easier than making stuff up. Self-hypnosis <laughs> to unlock creativity. That is an interesting concept. So, First of all, what's what do you mean by self-hypnosis when you say that?
1: Well, I was certified in hypnotherapy back in 1990, not to become a practitioner, but because I was fascinated with the power of the mind. How does that work? And during my certification process, I realized that there was a direct correlation to writing. And it's something that I applied to my own career later on. And the idea is that when you are reading a great book, you are in a self-hypnotic trance, right? You're involved, you're in that experience, you know where you are, but you're so immersed in that scene. So the same thing happens when you reach the subconscious through relaxation, guided imagery, self-hypnosis, to me, they're all synonyms. And it allows you to really allow a story to develop in your subconscious, and you get in touch with the feelings, the emotions that carry that story forward. And you can actually gain novel insights into the story if yeah. you allow it to come to you. So that's hmm. basically how it has worked for me and for the people that I've taught.
0: That sounds similar to what people describe as the flow state. Is that kind of the yeah. same idea?
1: Yes. Yes, it is. Uh It's a condition. I mean, a, an experience that you can pretty much on, call up on demand simply yeah. by putting yourself in a relaxed state which is sometimes harder than it sounds
0: yeah yeah
2: <laughs> yeah now, i was Go just ahead, gonna Jim. say is that is there a difference between say mindfulness and and hypnosis and is there like an east versus west um i don't know is it a paradigm or a, a, an ideology the two
1: I think I think um, mindfulness, self-hypnosis, all of that is in the same realm. Mm. When you're being mindful, you're just being more aware of what's mm. going on and mm. you're being the observer. But when you are in a, let's say, a guided imagery trance yeah. or relaxation, you're purposely putting yourself into a mindset of nothingness. Mm. And it sounds crazy, but it comes to you you know whatever it is that you're mulling over or a memory that you want to write about yeah. you're yeah. just the observer and yeah. it's really a, a a a wonderful way to mine details, emotions and a storyline if you're creating fiction or if you're doing memoir
0: yeah hmm. so um, i that where do you think that comes from like yeah. where is that coming from within us
1: well, when I was getting certified in hypnotherapy, I learned that there are two mindsets, the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. And the subconscious mind is where all storytelling comes from. Yeah. The subconscious mind is where you um, where it speaks in the language of pictures mm-hmm. and emotions. Whereas the conscious mind is all about data, information, analysis. For example, the people who are attending this podcast right now are in their conscious mind because they want to learn something. They want to say, well, does this resonate with me? Does this seem true? Is it possible? How do you do it? Why would we do it? But the subconscious mind is all about feelings and pictures. That's why... Uh, when you go into, let's say, a self-hypnosis or a guided imagery mindset, pictures reveal. They're symbolic or they reveal to you deeper insights. And the subconscious mind can't be argued with or debated. It simply feels what it feels. And the yeah, subconscious that's, is that's what controls lot, like our my health. Wife.
0: <laughs> sorry, that is- lucky you i i interrupted you i'm sorry with no. my crass joke that i'll suffer for later
2: <laughs> a couple oh, of things you know. said there like piqued my interest i mean it's all piquing my interest really but you mentioned that the how and the why and so i'm really curious as to why does this work and then from there how does it work like
0: how do you well, do it intentionally? That's the real question, Like, right?
2: Well, yeah, for example... Yeah, I'm thinking we'll get to the...
1: Yeah. Okay, so how it works is because the conscious mind works differently from the subconscious mind, uh-huh. and the way you access the subconscious mind is through relaxation. Uh-huh. And when you're relaxed, I know it sounds crazy, mm. but really novel insights will come to you. You're not consciously trying to create a story. You're just maybe thinking about a memory. Like let's, you know, and I do this a lot in the classes that I give. And Think about something you want to write about. Mm -hmm. And people will automatically think of a memory. And consciously they're creating a storyline. They're trying to figure things out. But when they reach that relaxed state of mind, they can just observe it. And feel what they feel, what comes up when they're looking at that in their mind. And that guides them toward a story. And oftentimes, a like a prison, like a prism, not a prison.
0: <laughs> will, you know, aspect, like, like a prison. Right. Like a prism,
1: <laughs> an aspect will come up, something they've never considered before, a fresh yeah. angle, and they and and it's like a revelation in some ways. And isn't that what we're trying to give our readers something yeah. fresh, something novel, something uh, unique and authentic to the author.
0: Yeah. There's a saying uh, and I'm going to butcher it, but let's, let's try to improvise it. But uh, that if you feel it on, if the author feels it on the page, the reader will feel it when they read it. Something along those lines. Is that kind of the, is that's a similar idea? I, I would imagine that's, That's what you're going for then. Like if you're getting lost in the story while you're writing it and it's coming out of that deeper part of yourself, that that's the goal, right?
1: Yes. You're so right, Kevin. And um, I've I've written in the past, if you feel it, you can convey it. I think so many writers write from a distance. You know, they start to get all intellectual about it and analytical about it. But really... What you're trying to engage everyone um, with is a story, an authentic, yeah. vulnerable piece that that reveals that yeah. reveals something new.
0: Yeah. So I I am a, I'm a pantser. I don't plot or outline. I just write by the seat of my pants. Right. And I I this is how I do it. I mean, if you were asking me to explain it, I can't actually explain it. But this is how it's working is it's coming from that that part of me. But is does that also apply? Like if I if I were a plotter, am I being too technical? Am I? I'm not trying to drag down plotters here. But
1: we love plotters. (laughs) We love plotters. (laughs) plotters.
0: How do you organize something that's coming out of your your subconscious?
1: Okay, well, First of all, I agree with you. It's a big world. There's room for all of us. That's I right. tend to be a pantser also. I have a <laughs> general idea of things, but I often use self-hypnosis or a meditative mindset, you know, um, to look at something. After when I take people on this journey, I take them through it and then I tell them right afterwards. Don't write a story. Simply write down everything that you felt and saw and observed on a page. It's like you go down into a mine and you're carrying that wheelbarrow full of stuff up to the surface and you're just (laughs) dumping it on the ground and you're taking inventory. You're not trying to create anything. It's like, and I often tell them, it's like a dream. Uh, You know how dreams are so vivid when you wake up and you think about something 20 minutes later, you couldn't, can't remember it. Right. Your subconscious is speaking to you. It's showing something. It's showing something to you that can help you learn about yourself. You learn about yourself. You feel it. You can share it with someone else. They're learning something about themselves. So that's how I, um, whether you're a plotter or a pantser, you can, everyone can just take down notes really fast as it, feels as it's you know the fresh feeling and then you sort through it later on and and with time like a day or two sometimes in a week you start to realize something and it really aids you in your writing
0: and you say when you say self-hypnosis what are we what are we really talking about here like what's the method Like, what, what should we be doing? Like, how do I self-hypnotize myself to get into that headspace? Is it about music? Is it about, you know, what, what, what would you recommend? Okay. Well, (laughs) try to drill down to the, uh, no, you're absolutely right. Maybe I should let my subconscious answer it.
1: (laughs) No, you know what? I think for those people who meditate regularly, they're already doing it. They're already doing it. When you daydream, you're doing it. How do you reach that daydream state? You know, like where you're just sitting there and you're, something's coming to you. That's exactly what it feels like for me. When I, first took hypnotherapy out of my own curiosity. I was convinced I could never be hypnotized. I was convinced hmm. of it. My mind is so active yeah, you know um I can't seem to ever turn it off. But what I discovered, what I experienced is that when someone takes me through a guided imagery and there's no work on my part, no struggle, all I have to do is listen to their voice and follow uh, hmm. you know, follow the directions as it were. It led me to a very physical state of peace and calm. And it's a physical sensation. And once you reach that, you know exactly how to get back to it because you felt it. I always thought meditation was a cruel hoax. I would close my eyes. My mind would race. I can't relax. But I think when you're taken through it, it... It becomes easy, and then you can do it yourself. That's so interesting.
2: So is any? do you think everybody has the capability to be, capability to be hypnotized or to yes. self-hypnotize?
1: Yes, absolutely. Everyone can reach some level of trance, whether it's light or heavy. And I'm going to tell you something that I really discovered during my um, certification course. Mm-hmm. A lot depends on the rapport and the trust that you have in the practitioner. Like sometimes, you know, you might, you could probably find people on YouTube, or maybe you know a hypnotist. I've had people say to me, Mm -hmm. I tried it. It didn't, I didn't go anywhere with it because your subconscious is at play and your subconscious knows what it wants. And if it does not feel comfortable with that particular person, or there's something being said that it doesn't feel good about, it will put up a resistance. And you'll be able to go, you'll be able to relax a little bit. But a lot of it has to depend on your rapport and trust of the practitioner. And a lot of it yeah. also has to do with yourself giving permission to yourself to relax. If I were to work with, let's say, take you through a guided imagery and you're mm-hmm. secretly thinking, no way, you're not going to yeah. be able to do it. Yeah. You well, I can't because your resistance will, will stop that from happening. So it depends on, it's a two way street.
0: I remember watching an interview with, I I assume he was a famous hypnotist. I didn't know him personally or anything, but uh, I remember him saying something that always stuck with me was that when people sort of proudly proclaim that they can, that they can't be hypnotized, he always felt sorry for them because it wasn't necessarily something to brag about that you couldn't do this. It was actually, you know, you're blocking yourself from an experience mm-hmm. that that could be very beneficial to you.
1: Right. That's like yeah. saying I can, I, no one can ever help me meditate. I can't meditate, you know, like a, a badge of honor. And yet there's so much to be mind and so many benefits from that relaxation. You know, yep. your subconscious controls your health.
2: And yeah. so backs it up, backs it all up.
1: Mm hmm. Yes, it's all science, really. Yeah. It's so- just that I realized I could apply it to writing. Mm-hmm. And maybe mm-hmm. now there are a lot of people who maybe do that kind of thing. I don't know. But I know that when I started doing it, I was, you know, one of the only people taking people through guided, Im- you know, writers through guided imagery to get okay. to the heart of their stories.
0: So but there this- might be other people now. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. you know, this is all over the place now. When you go yeah. on YouTube, like every other channel, right. uh, talks about this kind of thing. Right. Is this uh, it, 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 similar to or it related to like automatic writing? Is that something similar to this?
1: I I would not say that.
0: Okay.
1: I would not say that. I mean, isn't automatic writing where you're basically channeling?
0: Well, I would. Something? I think. I think there are people who. That's what they're talking about. I always thought, I always thought of it as being more you know, I'm drawing from my subconscious and I'm writing, you know, I'm letting that do the writing. Um but yeah, I could be wrong about that. I haven't well, looked uh, that closely I, at it. I, so.
1: I think there's a parallel. I think there's a parallel, yeah. Kevin. And I'll yeah. and I'll give you a, an example. I'm writing a novel right now based yeah. on my grandmother who had um, children from a Catholic priest in the oh, Philippines yeah. at the turn of the century, right? Mm-hmm. I remember you telling me about this. this and idea. there, I have no other facts except that. And that is going to be the skeleton on which I hang the meat on. Now, yeah. can you imagine? I know nothing about their relationship. I don't know how exactly that happened in such a Catholic country, but Mm -hmm. it was quite the love affair and in the lore of my family. So here's the deal. I put myself into a meditative mindset and I imagine speaking to my grandmother or my grandfather and I say to them, so what do you want me to tell people? How did this come about? And I just put myself and I suddenly, I start to imagine a conversation That goes on. It's almost like, I'm not saying it's a real authentic conversation, but it is like an inspiration, a writing inspiration. I imagine what could, what was the dialogue? I'm creating dialogue, realistic dialogue that could help the reader understand how they developed a relationship. And I do that all a lot. Is that automatic writing? Well, I can honestly say it comes a lot more naturally and easily yeah. than if I were to try and all right, now he's going to say this. And I would mm-hmm. think she'd respond right.
0: with that. <laughs> that's um, you know, to me, that's, that's what happens with dialogue. So mm-hmm. I have two characters talking. I I don't plan out. I don't try to plan out in advance. Like he's going to say this and then she'll say mm-hmm. that it's, literally happening in front of me on the page so i have to i can imagine that that's the origin of that idea of channeling you know that you know we have this innate ability to sort of compartmentalize our our minds to a degree and have conversations with ourselves that that have answers that we don't expect um i do it all the time actually you gotta yeah. be careful about saying this kind of thing out loud because uh, <laughs> I know I was just think it could, that. could lead to repercussions. Uh, <laughs> but. <laughs> but
1: everybody has their own unique process, right? Right. And right. it all comes to the same thing. We're all trying to create stories that engage our readers.
0: And I'd, however I'd we that. get
1: there, you
0: know. Is,
2: is there and not to get all woo-woo, but is there a spiritual element to hypnosis? Because if you if you think about some best selling authors and even some like Platinum selling musicians, they say, hey man, like it it I I didn't write that song or I didn't write that book. It kind of came to me. I was just like this conduit that that wrote it all down. It just once it came to me, it just flowed out. So
1: you know, Jim, that's a really good question. And what I would say to that is is there a spiritual aspect to it well is there a spiritual aspect to mindfulness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes there is and mm-hmm. so therefore you know i think of it self hypnosis meditation mindfulness it's all on the same shelf okay. to me yeah. and and this is the hard part i think for a lot of writers we're so convinced and conditioned to believe that we have to create everything and we have to Super edit, you know, overanalyze and over edit our work to make it perfect. But if you can just let go, yeah. If you could just let go and let your subconscious show you what it wants to to tell you. Yeah, the the conscious mind is
0: overrated. All (laughs) the all the bad decisions I ever made came from the conscious mind, anyway. So right.
1: us you know we don't we're not in touch with our hearts anymore you know yeah yeah. and and that's the best kind of writing where you feel that the writer is really coming from a place of heart and personal truth
0: yeah yeah Yeah. that's very so um walk us through when you sit down to write and you're using these methods what is your environment like what what do you do to get yourself into this headspace
1: Okay. First of all, I'm so used to it that I can do it at the drop of a dime anywhere. Okay. <laughs> well, I think many people, and yeah. I think many people who are used to meditating or start yeah. to get into this practice can do it also. Yeah. However, um, I'll give you a perfect example of how I used it. All right. I had to write a column about the month of genealogy. All right. Mm -hmm. And I had and I decided to write about my half sister who was eight years older than me. And I had not seen her since I was eight years old Mm -hmm. because her my father, our father, okay, remarried my mom. And and he had full custody of her up until she was 14 and wanted to go back to her own mother, whom he hated. And I never saw her again. So for genealogy month, I was looking for her, found her through her obituary. Now, so I started to write this story at this column. And I remember thinking, what is the obvious takeaway for the reader? The obvious takeaway is lost time, too bad. We didn't have a relationship. We missed it. But to me, that's pretty trite. Anybody could come up with that. And I feel like my job is I have to come up with a novel insight. Mm -hmm. I actually Mm -hmm. put myself in this kind of meditative mindset and i saw that whole thing happening with my father and my sister and her and him throwing her out of the house when she came to visit at age 18 yeah. to tell him that she had a son and she was getting married yeah. and he said you're just like your mother you know you're like a prostitute get out and i never saw her again and so to me when i put myself in this mindset the takeaway that i came up with and it came easily to me, was that everywhere there are half-siblings or family members who have cut ties and have not developed relationships because of feuds between exes, between their parents. And we unconsciously have a loyalty to them, and we take on their rejection of others. For no reason, no hurt to us, only because we have this kind of unconscious loyalty. And that mm-hmm. was the takeaway in my column. And I felt that it was, and I think that that's the kind of fresh insight that can come if you allow yourself just to surrender and let go.
0: Yeah, that's, that's true. That's tough though. Like surrender yeah. and let go is a Dorothy. That's an easy <laughs> thing to say and a hard thing to do. Yes. Surrender Dorothy. Um but so what's your, what's your advice on, you know, how do, how do we get to that stage? Like, cause I, my head gets in the way of practically everything. And so, I mean, look how big it is. Um, so how <laughs> do I knowledge. get out of that? It has a lot it's of knowledge, a lot of knowledge. <laughs> a lot of knowledge, mostly useless, but it's all in there. Uh, but how do I, how do I get past that part of myself and relax enough or, or let go enough that my subconscious is, is, uh, taking over and doing the job.
1: Well, I think that for me, it was extremely helpful when someone took me through a guided imagery. Yeah. That was really helpful to me. It actually changed my life in a lot of ways. Yeah. And it broke down the barrier that I it's not possible. I'm just too active in my head. So yeah. I guess I would suggest that, you know, someone go through um maybe go on YouTube and, and, yeah. and listen to a meditation. Try and get into that practice, you know. Maybe at another time I could give a show and take everyone through the the experience if you wanted to. Yeah. yeah um, we can do that. Yeah. yeah.
2: Do you but, know? Does the person know when they've reached that that yeah. sort of threshold when you're yes, in they that will state? Know.
1: Okay. They will know. And I'll tell you why, because feeling that level of relaxation is physical. It's not yeah. a matter of like, well, I guess I'm quiet. No, you're, you no longer feel your arms or your legs. Your body becomes very heavy. You don't even know where your hands are anymore, but ah. up here, you're very alert. You're yeah. not you're like totally a aware. zombie. Yeah. You're totally aware. You're, you know exactly where you are. You just don't care. You're it sounds just like, like
2: flow state. Like, perfect flow state it is If anybody's ever reached that before it it is that feeling of i'm doing what i love i'm here but i'm just
1: in it
0: yeah Yeah. exactly
1: and when i take people through it i let them savor that experience of quote nothingness Mm -hmm. so that they can really feel it as a physical sensation then they know when they go back to it they, they know what the physical feeling feels like, and they can go right back to it. Cause it's like, you've experienced it. You know yeah. what you're looking for. Yeah.
0: And you're saying this, this improves with practice, right? The more you yes. do this.
1: But yeah. I have to tell you when I went through it the first or the first time, second time, it was so profound to me and it didn't take a long time to, to be able to return to that state. There's oh. something about the physicality of yeah. The sensation,
0: yeah,
1: you know, that
0: um, well, and there can be yeah. triggers. Uh, for example, I mean, in the early days when I was writing for media, uh, I had what I called my writer's cap, it was this old Yankees baseball cap, you know. And I, anytime I put that on, I knew that I had to write something, hmm. and so that <laughs> put me immediately in that head space. So, I imagine it's probably. Similar. I mean, you could probably do something similar. Now it's, you know, as soon as this keyboard is in front of me, I know it's <laughs> writing time. Or if I've got the camera on, I know it's, it's go time. So, you know, there are all kinds of things that you can use as little icons to trigger that experience. Would Would you agree? Or is that I, outside? You're, you're the- right on. Are yeah, right
1: on, Kevin. When I take people through that relaxation exercise, I let them savor that experience. And I actually suggest to them that there is a symbol that comes to them. It could be a oh. word or a picture or whatever, a symbol. Think about that symbol of how this feels right now. And yeah. then follow the place in your body where you feel most relaxed. Sometimes it's in their hands, sometimes it's in their heart or their stomach, their head, wherever. You know yes. it could be anywhere and i have them put that symbol into that physical place and then suggest that they can come back to it at any time
0: ah. you know like for a, me i can like do it's a desktop it very- icon for your
2: <laughs> when you mentioned physicality i'm like oh that sounds like the key because i think for a lot of beginning meditators of which i i would include myself in that it's like you're you're trying to find this this inner peace and to kind of shut down all the voices in your head and, but i felt like i'm just i'm waiting for something to happen but it sounds like with hypnosis you kind of know there's a physicality to it where you have kind of arrived in this state
1: mm-hmm. yeah. yes and then you just put out mm-hmm. one question you know like like for me when i go into the state and i want to know what would my grandfather have said yeah. Yeah. you know or what would my grandmother said then i then i it's like i i imagine talking to them and saying what do you want me to tell people? And then I imagine them and then I imagine, okay, you know, here's the situation and they're talking to each other so interesting. and I can see that. And I could see the appeal of them to each other physically. And maybe she's very, um, you know, engaging mm-hmm. and she likes his seriousness or whatever, but it comes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned questions. Speaking of questions, that's my segue. Uh, we've had a couple of, of comments and questions. Uh, let's let's take a look at some. Uh, first, Judith. Judith says, "I frequently use meditation when I get stuck in my writing. Sounds like a pretty good use for it. That's a that's a good. That leads to a question, though. So, is this a cure for a writer's block?"
1: I think it's a very good remedy for writer's block, and I'm not going to say writer's block will forever disappear, but it's a great remedy for it. And you have to also say, you know, remember, your subconscious mind is all about feeling and pictures, right? And your conscious mind is probably going to still try to get in there going, you're wasting time. You you shouldn't be doing this. Why are you relaxing? Get to it. This nothing is happening. You got to be aware that that is going to happen and that maybe you won't get your inspiration at that moment. Maybe it'll come later on while you're eating lunch. You know, you'll have an aha or an epiphany
0: tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That kind of thing.
0: Problem solving automatic problem solving. Yes. Uh, LFX media asks, uh, is some, is this something totally in the creative realm, or will your conscious allow similar scenarios to exist, like an image you saw elsewhere but want to scale up? I don't. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I
1: I think so. Yeah. You know, we all look at things very differently, right? You could look at a photo or a picture or something in nature, and it will remind you of something else, yeah. something more insightful, something deep. Um, so. Yeah I I think it can be. You can, it's a definite tool. The the conscious and the subconscious mind are not mutually exclusive. It's yeah. really nice when they can kind of come together where you are going to be right using your conscious mind for good writing techniques, things that you've learned and the subconscious as a place of inspiration. Yeah. yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. How do we get these two kids Talking more though, like how do I get my conscious mind and self subconscious mind to, to, to be more in sync with each other so that I'm, I'm always in that state of self, self hypnosis?
1: Well, I think number one, you one can try to become more in touch with their subconscious. I think we're all really super in with our conscious mind, which is why we have that kind of gerbil in a bathtub on fire kind of (laughs) (laughs) negativity in our head you know um so number one i think we have to give our self permission and to say and to trust ourselves that's what it's all about Mm. because the subconscious is all about the symbolism intuition feelings and we often negate how we feel because we think that's not very smart. That's not very intellectual. That won't be um, accepted. I mean, I went out on a limb. I taught a class at Stanford recently on zoom and they wanted me to talk about opinion writing. And I basically said, I want to take everybody through a guided imagery exercise. I want them to experience it for themselves so that they can write a more insightful opinion. I was going out on a limb this is Stanford, you know, (laughs) but it worked. Yeah. And the instructor really got something out of it personally. She said she was going to approach her own op-ed very differently.
0: Stanford. I just imagine everybody pulling out like a graphing calculator and a slide rule. All right. Opinions. Okay. Uh, sorry. I have an outdated, uh, idea of Stanford, I think. Um, now Heather has a, has snuck in a twofer, so let's get. Okay, she's got two comments, not questions. We'll see where these lead. I use meditation for re- relaxation, but also for writing inspiration. The practice of making art can be meditation. I think that's true. I totally
1: think that's yeah. true.
0: That's totally. That's the only meditation yes. I know how to do, actually.
1: Yes, and <laughs> you know, I have actually spoken to other writers who will doodle or draw for a while or paint yeah. something and before they actually start writing mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah i i agree yeah it um okay sorry let me i've lost track and so i now have to loop back uh <laughs> yeah. so jim did you have any uh any other questions or things maybe i haven't haven't uh, hit on yet
2: well I'll, no that's fine i was just gonna tell is that like for the longest time well, let me back up a little bit and say when i was kind of uh, refreshing my memory on your background because you know, for those who don't know, Suzette's a she's a newspaper columnist. Um, she's an author. She uh, she presents workshops and she's a public speaker. Uh, she does stand up comedy sometimes.
1: Nice. Sachet, sachet, sashayer into stand up comedy.
2: But <laughs> I didn't realize, Suzette, that that um, you were certified um, in, in hypnotherapy like way before your columnist writing even began. So you've been exactly. doing this a long time.
1: Yes. And I, I took it, like I told you, out of curiosity because I have a tremendous interest in holistic practices. Yeah. I'm also a Reiki practitioner, but it's because I, I want to understand when your conscious mind says, well, you can't suggest somebody stop smoking and then they do, but then they do through hypnosis. How the heck There's, did that work? Right. Oh, you
2: know? <laughs> So many use cases for hypnosis. And I have to admit that, you know, I was one of the guys who was kind of skeptical um when it came to hypnosis because i think we're we're so used to seeing these images of like the carnival hypnotist with the watch and train people into chickens in movies and just silly stuff like that so so that we don't pay as much attention to um to the real world applications and how useful it can truly be
1: and there is a big difference between therapeutic hypnosis, oh, like what, what I'm applying mm-hmm. and entertainment hypnosis. But here's mm-hmm. something that I did learn about that. Okay, the, You know, stage hypnotists are very practiced in reading people yeah. and they cannot make you do anything you don't want to do. But they, if you're open to getting up on a table and clucking like a chicken, all hypnosis does is remove the inhibitions And allows you to do that and you would have done it anyway if if given half the chance
0: this is why i want a few drinks yeah i want to white label my own brand of bourbon called hypnosis bourbon (laughs) because that's that's how i remove my inhibitions Uh,
2: to tag on top of that then if someone is truly interested in finding someone like yourself um you know who, who may be certified in the practice where should they start their search well
1: i I I honestly don't know the answer to that. I I would say that if they want to explore feeling going through meditation or whatever, anybody can be on YouTube, you know, and I think I actually did do a um, a hypnosis YouTube video, taking Mm -hmm. people through it. And I can send you the link later on if you want to share that. Um, But I, I don't really know. I know that, you know, I've done it. And there's like you say, Kevin, lo- it's everywhere now. Sure. You know. Yeah.
2: No, that's fine. Yeah. I just sounds like people know the difference between the I don't yeah. know
1: that um regular hypnotherapists really apply this to writing. True. You yeah. know? Um, I know that one time I gave this this program at the Irma Bombeck Writers Workshop to 350 people. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I'm not sure this is going to work, but it did. (laughs) And the one thing I will also say is that your subconscious is very powerful and self-protective. It will not allow you to deal with anything you're not ready to deal with. But if something comes up, it might be your inner self saying, I think you're ready to write about this. Oh, that's
0: interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's interesting as using it as a kind of gauge to see if you're ready to to confront something or ready to deal with it. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. Somebody did come up to me at the conference and said she went upstairs to write about a trauma that happened to her in her childhood. And it was the first time she's ever addressed it. And it, and she, she wrote for a long time upstairs. Yeah. So she was ready. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Can you use this as a means of getting to that place? Like getting ready to talk about something?
1: Yes, because I think that a lot of writers have very deep kind of experiences that they want to share, but maybe they're yeah. a little afraid. Mm. And so if you get into a, a, a meditation state and ask yourself, you know, uh, or rem- go back to a memory, yeah. if it all comes flooding out and mm. there's all these insights, then your subconscious is you know taking you by the hand and saying look there's all this stuff it's okay write about mm. it yeah you know but if you're running into a block you know i can't even see it i can't remember maybe your subconscious is saying not ready yet yeah
0: right it's a great and idea. that's a good point uh you know resistance is usually some a signal all on its own like if you're if you're feeling reluctant about something it may be your subconscious telling you back off or you know mm-hmm. I, I i feel like um in my daily life, I feel like I I get a lot of little synchronicities and clues and things mm-hmm. uh, that kind of guide me, guideposts for making decisions and that sort of thing. And and that's that has to be related. I mean, that has to be within the same vein. Or 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 am I completely off base?
1: Oh no, <laughs> I read the signs too. I'm constantly looking for signs. I often yeah. tell my higher power, you know, God, hey, can you make it clear I'm not that smart?
0: Yeah, send me a sign. <laughs> you know, (laughs) he's well aware that I'm not that smart. Um, yes, (laughs) but I also, I feel like even if you, you know, and I, it sounds like you do as well, but I mean, I approach this from a spiritual point of view, but even if you weren't spiritual about it, your subconscious tends to look for what other language would it have besides symbolism and, and, and coincidence. Right. So, Sorry. No, no. It looked like you, you were going to say something.
1: <laughs> you're no, you're you're right on, Kevin. Yeah, Symbols. Yes. You know, it's sending you signs, coincidences, feelings about something. Yeah. Sometimes I you know, I'm I'm somewhere in the, you know, in the middle of whatever, something very different and something it'll come to me. Yes. Why don't I call this person right now yes. and I think they could help me with something. Boom, yes. and they're on the other line.
0: I, I mean, have they're a on rule. The other side. I have an Mm -hmm. absolute rule and I, and I obey it a hundred percent. Now I didn't always, but if I have a dream about someone, if someone pops into my head randomly, I reach out. Maybe (laughs) it's a text. Usually it's a text, but, uh, I might send an email. I might even make a phone call, but, and I can't tell you how often that has happened. And it just, it was one of those, like, I'm, you know, I'm so glad you called or I'm, it's so weird that you called because I was just thinking this. Yep. So I do that every time. So that's great. To your subconscious, and you know, it's it's a
1: form of um, you know, if you believe that on some level we're all interconnected, and mm-hmm. there is also a thing where some people are very powerful receivers.
0: Yes. Right,
1: yeah. and yeah. so you're kind of receiving through intuition or whatever, and you're acting on it. And every time you act on it, it becomes stronger because something deep inside says he's listening. I'm going to send more. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's how it works. Yeah, we open up.
0: So uh, we're, we're getting close to time. I want to make sure we, we talk about where people can find you online. Now I found this website. Is this you? Is our, are we? Yes, that's me. Right direction? So that's, that's me. So that's uh, readsuzette.com. readsuzette.com You have, uh, how many books do you have out?
1: uh at this time i have two the art sure. of column writing and the art of opinion writing and, and where where are
0: your columns appearing
1: well i've been writing for the patriot ledger if you google patriot okay. ledger suzette Standring, all my a lot of my stuff will come up
0: all right well, we should have, stuff come have you on at some point just to talk about column writing because that is uh Something I, I've always been. I've I've done columns. I had several columns in the past, in newspapers and and blogs, etc. But I'm always interested in talking to people about that. We could we could probably yeah. go off on that tangent for a while.
1: And especially with the explosion of bloggers, I mean everybody's mm-hmm. yeah. blogging. You know, how, how do you differentiate between a blog post and a column? Yes.
0: You know that kind of yeah.
1: thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, yes. When you- Sorry, ahead, I was no going to ask, uh, when are you planning to get the novel out? Is that not to put you on the spot, but it sounds like. I'm
1: halfway through now. I'm halfway through now and I've just made some, I'm, I'm, I'm creating some pivotal events that mm-hmm. sends everything in motion. Okay. So- We'll see. I gotta I really
0: gotta put myself into you a gotta get your, yeah, I guess come on, subconscious, kick in here. <laughs> kick in I need, in, a, I need in. a plot twist. <laughs> right. All right. Well, everybody, uh, make sure you check Suzette's work out at readsuzette.com. That's a great domain name, by the way. It's like thank a, you. It's like a call to action as well as a destination. Oh, uh, well, thank
1: you, Kevin. You're now the- I
0: gotta go register readkevin.com um <laughs> check Someone will
1: out. buy it and then t- charge you too much for
0: it <laughs> <laughs> yeah no no one heard that uh no one rush wow. out and buy that before i have an opportunity to uh that anything else you want to throw in before we you yeah. know anything you want to promote or anything you want to um uh, offer anybody or
1: I would just say that it's been so much fun to be here. And I am really excited about draft digital because I've made the decision that when I do publish my book, it's going to be through you guys. I love it. Love what that's you're doing. And, and, that's and I would
2: We can end to, right there. I got to publicly apologize to Suzette because I think it was back in December of last year, about a year ago, when you first reached out to me. Like, hey, um, the National Society of Newspaper Columnists is having their conference again. We're all going to get together again finally after COVID. Can you do it? And that's when the draft of digital Smashwords merger talks were just starting to kind of come together. Yeah. And I was like, yes i want to be there but i don't know if i can yet and why not (laughs) like why don't you
1: you know fantastic (laughs) job i'm telling you it was like it was so revelatory it was wonderful i'm 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 sold yeah
0: we want to convince all those columnists that they should be publishing You That's know, what I'm going to do. You have tons sure. of work. You should definitely publish. I'm, d-
2: I'm just sorry. I had to string you along for so long without a defense. Hey,
1: that was like corporate secrecy at the time. Yeah. I totally get that. I totally yeah. get that. <laughs>
0: all right. Well, Suzette, thank you so much for being a part of the show. And this was a great interview. And every I'm I'm seeing all kinds of comments uh, about how interesting it was. And everyone wants cool. to see you come back. So we'll definitely have to make that happen. We'll do a, a guided meditation one day. We'll do that. Oh,
1: yeah. I'll do i think that. that'd be that'd fun. That'd be great. I would I totally love fun. that. Thank
0: you so much. It really was wonderful to be with you today. Absolutely. So good uh, to have Jim, you that thank all you, right, Jim? I'll talk for you soon. Uh, hold on, don't let's not rush through, out the door just yet. We're gonna say our goodbyes. <laughs> uh, but everybody else, uh, everybody watching, thank you for tuning in. Make sure that you uh, tune in every week. We do these every week. We're probably gonna take a little break over the Thanksgiving holiday, but. Uh, you're, you're probably safe in uh, tuning in. Make sure you bookmark d2dlive.com so that you know when these are happening. You see a little schedule of events there. Uh, and then be, as, as far as everything else, make sure you like, share, comment, and subscribe everywhere that you find this. And uh, we're gonna, that's, that's it. That's it. That's all the technical <laughs> stuff. So we're going to roll on out. Thanks again, everybody, for being a part of the show.
1: Thank you. We'll you. Thanks, everybody. Had, we'll I had so much fun.
0: Time. Had a blast. Take care, everybody. Take care, Suzette.
1: Bye. Thank you. Bye.
0: That's it for this week's Self-Publishing Insiders with draft to digital Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts and share the show with your will-be author friends and start, build, and grow your own self-publishing career right now at draft digitalcom